So what are we talking about? We're talking about that, that, that we're, we're fasting and praying and, and we're believing that, that God's going to reveal some truth that's going to bring us out of some paradigms. And some of us are ready for change and some of us aren't. How many people are ready for change? And if you're ready for change, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. Can I say that again? If you're going to change, it's going to make you uncomfortable. Why? Because we're creatures of habit. And what we get used to, we don't want to change. How many coffee drinkers out here today? Okay, let me just get in. Now, how many, when you get up in the morning, do you get a cup of coffee? How many people do that? Okay. Now, 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 some say nope. <laughs> now, now, uh, we're going on a fast. Now, how many people are trying to eliminate that coffee? No, I don't have any hands. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Okay. Well, what if I said to you, eliminate your coffee? You would be crying. Yeah, I can't do that, Pastor. Coffee, that, that's like my right arm, you know. You, you, could, you, you would have a hard time eliminating coffee. Why? Because you, you're a creature of habit. This is what you do. You are a coffee person in the morning, right? So you say, you need your coffee. You don't really need it. You think you need it. But if you start taking a radical change, you may find out coffee may not be what you need. You just might need a glass of water. What? Yeah, you just may need water because a, a cup of water will wake you up quicker than a cup of coffee. I never heard that before, Pastor. Yeah, because your body's depleted. Eight hours not eating or drinking, your body's depleted. A lot of times that your body is not even, you, you, need, you need liquids in your body. And you can't survive too long without water. And so really just drinking water will, will get you, where you what you need. But we think you need coffee, right? So how many people are getting off coffee? No, I'm kidding. But what I'm saying is if you're going to change, it's going it's, it's to take you sacrificing some things. It's going to take you turning away from something. It's, it's going to take you changing some ways of thinking. When I, when I talk about paradigm shift, and that's kind of a, a $5 word, if I may, paradigm. What is that all about, Pastor? It just sounds good. You know, I like it, paradigm. Paradigm shift. You know, it sounds like I'm educated. It, all it, a paradigm shift, all it means is a shifting in the way you think about things. See, God wants us to shift in how we think about things. For instance, you know, we, we met, met in two buildings. We meet, meet in this building, and we, met, we, we were meeting at another building uh, behind Pembroke Mall. We're not meeting in that building anymore. And, um, and so we've had smaller meetings in that building. And God's revealing to me where I could start shifting and do those same type of meetings in homes. It's just a paradigm shift. It's just a shifting of your thinking and how it could be even better doing it in the homes. But it's quiet in this church today. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm already expanding. I'm thinking, well, what if I have it in my house? How many people can I get it to fit in my house? I got to have a sign up list. You know what I'm saying? Because some people may be like, yeah, I want to go over to the pastor's house to praise and worship the Lord. Amen. How many people like to come out to my house sometime? Would you like to come out and check my house out? Amen. Shoot pool with the pastor? Would you like to shoot pool with the pastor? How many people can play pool in here? Any pool players? 
I see some hands. Amen. I have a pool table. Right now, it's a junk table. <laughs> all the junk, all the toys is on my table. That was my man cave until, until my wife invaded my man cave. Amen. Now it's the kid's cave. Amen. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to start doing some of that uh, the new year. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm building relationships. That's going to be the theme of this, this year, that we're going to start building relationships and, and, and building some strength in relationships. Amen. So we're talking about, uh, about growing in Christ, pressing in. And so we're talking about fasting, and that's going to be a part of it. And, and so we want to uh, fast, and we want to uh, get into a place where we can hear God so we can make some shifts. And a lot of times I think people want to change, but they, they don't know how to change, and they don't even know, you know, what God is saying to them to change. In other words, you know, you got to get in a position to hear God. And to do that, you've got to seek God. See, the, the, see if you're going to change, uh, especially in, in, in seeking God, you've got to get wisdom, you've got to get direction, you've got to get guidance. And to do that, you know, these are keys to changing wisdom, direction, and guidance, understanding. You've got to get these keys that's in the book of Proverbs when you get these wisdom, direction. How do you get these keys? How do you get wisdom? How do you get understanding? How do you get guidance? How do you get this stuff? You get it through the Word of God. And you get it by the Spirit of God. So, 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 so to get these keys to change, you're going to have to do, we're going to have to do something. What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to seek God, number one. You're going to have to put God as a priority in your life. You're going to have to seek Him first. Amen? This is a very simple message this morning. You know, the, the Bible says in, in Matthew 6, Jesus was speaking to people and he was talking about worry because a lot of people are worrying these days. I was talking, I was witnessing to a, a lady yesterday at, at the store, uh, at, um, at the grocery store. I was getting some groceries and I was just talking to her about how good God is and how God wants to bless people. And, and I was saying to her that, you know, I was asking her if she was a Christian and, and um, she says, yes, but I'm not really going to church like I need to, you know, I, and she said that she has some family members that's in the ministry. And I said, well, you know, you, you need to get back in church because God has good things for you. And she said, really? I said, yeah, God has good things. You just need to get there so you can hear what he has so you can have faith to partake of it. I'm gonna, can I say that again? See, listen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you need to be in a service where God is speaking so you can hear the good things he has for you, so you can start saying, yes, I believe that. That's for me too. That's what church is all about. When you come out of church, you say, yes, the pastor's preaching some truth. I want some of that. I want my own pool table too. Like the, you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You can have a pool table. You can have a man cave. Just plead for it. Amen. I remember when I, I mean, I was single before I, before I was married. I had my pool table, you know. You know, there's some benefits of being single. Amen. So you single people, don't be so depressed. There's some freedom in singleness. There's some freedom really to serve God with more all your heart. Now, now I want to caution some of you married people that are thinking, yeah, single is good, you know. I want to caution the married people. Amen. 
you're married, so, so stay in that place, you know, and make it work. Because marriage is a beautiful thing. And it'd be, it's an awesome thing when, when God's love is in it. Marriage is a beautiful thing when God's love is in it. But when God's love is not in it, it can be a nightmare. Some of you might, you might be in marriages that you're believing just for more love, more, more zeal, more passion. Well, maybe you need a fast for your marriage. Maybe you need a fast that God will do a, a shift in your marriage, that, that it would be renewed and restored and brought like new. Amen? God can do it. Amen? I'm telling you, your, your, your spouse can be not only, should be not only your best friend, but... But your, your best, you know, guy, girlfriend, and girl, boyfriend. I've got to make sure I got it right, okay? Not significant other, all right? But you know what I'm talking about. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So really, you know, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm beginning to see God will reveal to you really how precious your spouse is. And when God starts revealing how precious your spouse is, then you say, wow, they are more precious. The enemy, the devil, will always try to make your spouse look a lot lower. Amen? But when you get God's perspective, and you start seeing things through God's eyes, I'm telling you, everything becomes beautiful. Can I say that again? See, see, this is the thing. When you start fasting and praying and seeking God, putting Him first, then He can help you to see through his eyes. And he sees through the eyes of love. Amen. There's nothing crooked in God. There's nothing perverse in God. He's pure. He's holy. And he wants us seeing in purity and holiness. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So when we get close to God and we start getting in his presence and we seek God, he will start opening our eyes to truth and revealing truth to us to bring us out of any deception so we can see things clearly. You know, Jesus ran around in Acts 10, 38, says how Jesus went around healing all, uh, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus went around healing people and setting people free. And what he did was he gave people a fresh perspective. See, I don't think really people really know how valuable they are to God. And if you realize how valuable you are to God, man, you would be just, you'd be happy every day. But a lot of times you don't realize how valuable you are to God. And see, and Jesus was demonstrating God's love when he was down here on earth and he was setting the captives free. He, what he was saying was, I value you. Amen. God is saying to you this morning is, I value you. I value, not, not because of what you can do for him, but just for who you are as a child of his child. He values you. Not because you can have talents that you can build his kingdom, but he values you for who you are. You've got to believe that, that God values you today. Let's, let's look at something here. Uh, let's look at... A scripture in Psalms. And Psalms is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Look at Psalms 8. And this is a beautiful scripture here. 
Um, and it talks about really how, how God views man. And it, 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 it writes, it goes like this. It says in Psalms 8, verse 1, we'll read our way down. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Talking about the greatness of God. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, when you look at it, it says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. That's interesting. In other words, what he's saying here is he's saying that that God can move through the simplest things. He can even move through kids to reveal truth to you. Has God ever revealed any truth through you through a child? And if God can reveal truth to you through a child, he can reveal truth to you in any way possible. Amen. And, but this right here, it says here, because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I'm going to say this to you. When you start seeking God and you put a preeminence on God and being in his presence, the, the, the voice of the enemy will start getting more quiet and quiet in your life. And the voice of God will get louder and louder. See, the voice of the enemy is a condemning voice. It's a voice that says you can't make it. It's a voice that, that condemns you of your past. It's a voice that says you're never going to move forward. It's, anybody ever hear those voices? It's a voice that says you're never going to change. It's a voice that says that, that, that circumstances are never going to change. Do you ever hear those voices? And they, and they speak loud sometimes. But when we start seeking God in this fast, hopefully God's voice will start speaking to you louder. And that voice is a voice of hope. That says you can make it. I got a great plan for your life. There's good things ahead of you. I'm not worried about your past. You don't worry about your past. You keep moving forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Don't worry about your past mistakes. That's in the past. You start moving forward now. And when you start getting in God's presence and you start hearing his voice louder than the voice of the enemy, it, eventually it will silence the enemy's voice. Are you out here today? See, today I'm trying to speak louder than what the enemy's saying to you. See, the enemy may be saying all kinds of things to you. You know, the enemy may be saying that, you, that you've, you've made too many mistakes for God to use you. The enemy may be saying that, that you haven't done enough for God to use you. The enemy may be saying all these things. But I'm saying to you today that today is the first day of the rest of your life. God's mercies are renewed every morning. And you've got to believe that. See, your, your sins are thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Amen? In other words, God doesn't remember your sins. Hallelujah. When you confess them and repent. So let's look at this here. It says here, now look at this in verse 3. It says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you shall visit him. So, so the psalmist is saying here, he's saying, look at all that you have created, God. The moon, you created the stars, you, you created the galaxies. What is man? But do you know, I believe that the stars and the moon and the sun was, was not 
not just created for his glory, but it was created for man. In other words, he put it all together for us. Uh, that's a different perspective. It wasn't for God to say, look how great I am. And God is great. And we want to, we want to look at his greatness. But he's saying, he said, I'm putting this up here so you can enjoy it. So you can receive some of the blessing from it. And so he says here, when I consider the heavens and the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you shall visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Think about that. So it says here, you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. Amen. You know, that word angels, uh, if it's, you know, in the Hebrew, it was really, it's Elohim. And the, and the translators were a little careful in how they translated that. And they said angels, but really you could say that we were made a little lower than God. Because if you really study the Hebrew, but the translators didn't want to get us puffed up in pride. Amen. <laughs> so they said angels. But really, you know, uh, Jesus, uh, in a sense, you know, the angels worship Jesus. Right. And Jesus is the first begotten of the heavenly father. So we're and if you have received Jesus in your life, then you're born again and you're like Jesus in a sense. And we're becoming like Jesus, and pretty soon we'll be like Jesus. In other words, we'll have glorified bodies like Jesus. Amen? We won't, we won't have that sin, uh, you know, that we would have to wrestle with anymore. Amen? I'm going to say this. One third of you is already perfect. You know, we're, we're, we're a tripart being. You know, God is God the Father, He's God the Son, He's God the Holy Spirit, He's three in one. We believe, here we believe in the Trinity of God. Uh, three but one. God is one, but He's manifested in three persons. Father God, Father Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen? And so, three in one. But, but we are created in the image of God. And so we are created in the image of God, so we are tripart being, if I may, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So we're, we're, we're three, you know, we're a three part, in a sense, part being. We, we have, we, we're a spirit, we have a soul. So, so that's why you have to be ministered to, your, your body needs to be, you know, you got to minister to your body, amen? You got to feed your body, you got to minister to your soul, and then you have a spirit. And you don't want to neglect either one. You neglect, you neglect your body. And you don't feed your body right. You don't take care of your body. Then one third of your being is going to revolt against you. Pastor, I never heard this before. Well, you know, don't treat your body right and see what happens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can overwork your body. You can work yourself down to the bone. 
and you, one third of you is body and you got to take care of your body. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? That's why you, some of you might need to get into the gym, you know, and start working out. Take care of that body. It's the only one you got. I think that was a low amen. <laughs> amen. You know, somebody said amen. You know, one of my bodybuilders over here, right? So, amen. And then your soul. Your soul needs to be taken care of, too. You know, your soul is your mind, your will, emotion. That's the educational part of you. you. Your mind has to be thinking all the time. You have to, you have to educate your mind. You, you, you have to have some type of outlet and entertainment, like shooting pool, playing golf. You don't have to have a boring life as a Christian. Amen. If you like horseback riding, go for it. If you want to own a horse. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? God wants you to have some of these things. And then you got your spiritual life. And your spiritual life, yes, is praying. It's fasting. It's in the word. But your whole life can't be contained of all that. It, it, it'll be lopsided. You gotta, it, it does work in all that. You know, it works through all that. Prayer works through all that. But, but you have to be able to. Well, you hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about balance today. You've got to have balance in your life. And God wants us to be balanced in our life. And I believe as we fast and pray in these 21 days that God's going to bring balance to our life. He's going to show us areas where we just might need a, you know, like me, you know, I, I need to take the kids out and take them to the park. And, you know, we can't be in the house all day, you know, studying the word. Is this helping anybody today? Oh, I thought all that's you were supposed to. No, we can get lopsided. We can get, get out there, you know, enjoy the park, you know. Yes, you, you know, and, and do some things. And, 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 and that's what God wants us to do. He, wa he wants us to expand our horizons. God's not a boring God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that we got to seek God. we got to seek him. And when we start seeking him, with a whole heart, he starts revealing himself to us. And when he reveals himself to us, then he can bring us into that place that he always, he's always wanted us to get me in. And that is a place of ever increasing faith. That's a place of always growing in him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he, and he, and he crowns us with glory and honor. So we want to seek God. As we seek him, he starts revealing wisdom. He starts revealing understanding. He starts showing us why we act the way we act when we don't know why we act the way we act. In other words, he starts showing us who we are. And he really starts showing us who we really are in him. And the rest of this series is going to be, next week I'm going to be talking to you about who you are in Christ. And you're going to get an understanding of who you really are next week. And then the following week we're going to talk about, you know, what, what, what you have in Christ. What, what do you have in Jesus? What, what, what is at your disposal? And then the fourth week we're going to talk about what you can do in Christ, what, what, you know, what you have, and then once you understand what you have, what you can do, and you can do a lot of things, more than you think. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I, I want to encourage you to stay with us this month, and stay with, uh, and, and if you're a visitor today, you know, don't, you know, 
you know, visit, come back next week. Try us out one more Sunday. I, I believe you'll be surprised because we're going to have a few more people here. <laughs> it's like, where's the people? You know, you're here. That's, you're, you're important. Amen. Everybody that's here is important. Jesus would minister to the one as much as he would minister to the crowd. And the one is just as important as the crowd. The lady at the well was just as important as the crowds that he's ministered to. Amen. Individuals as important as crowds. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so we want to seek God. And number two, and I'm closing on this point, uh, delight yourself in the Lord. Look at, look at Psalms. Uh, you're in Psalms. Let's look at Psalms 30. I think it's 34. Could be 37. Yeah, it's, thir it's 37 verse 4. Look at 37 verse 4 here. It's Psalms 37 4. It says here, let's back up to 3. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So it's talking about trusting the Lord. And um, at the very beginning of the psalm, it says, do not fret. In other words, quit worrying. And then it says, trust in the Lord. And then it says here, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Then in, ver in, in verse 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Notice it says here, delight yourself in the Lord. It says here, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Okay, see that again? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So listen, God already knows what you can do. He has already set you up for success. He wants every, I believe there, there's no losers ordained in the kingdom of God. There's no e-losers. You know what I'm talking about? In other words, God has ordained each one of us to be winners in his kingdom. Can I say that again? God has ordained you to be a winner and not a loser. You're ordained to be a winner. You are ordained to be, to be a front runner. You are ordained to be greater than you think you are. You are you're, there's no losers in the kingdom of God. There's only winners. This is the victory that has overcome the world. And what is that victory? Our faith. Our faith brings the victory into our lives. And so it's our faith, and God gives us that faith, and then we, our faith is increased when we hear the wor His Word speaking to us, and we get that Word, and we get more hope, and when we get more hope, we, get, we walk in more faith, and we walk in more faith, we accomplish all that God is calling us to accomplish. And this church is going to do great things in God. God's calling you to do great things. You're bigger than you think you are in God. And you're going to do greater things. And as you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you your desires. And you're going to be that person that God always meant for you to be. You're going to be that victorious person. You were never meant to be sad. You were never meant to be depressed. You were never meant to be like that. That's not who you are. Hallelujah. You are conquerors in Christ Jesus. 
You are more than conquerors. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.